You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yup. And welcome back to Talking Nick's. The Knicks had three games this past week, a loss at Detroit, loss in the Illadelph, and then a win in overtime against your Milwaukee Bucks. I am here to talk about it, Jake Storielli, with the brothers, Greg and Ken Poon. Hey guys, let's talk Knicks. The New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis. Welcome back to Talking Knicks, uh, Monday, December 3rd, if you're tuning in. How's everybody doing today? Don't say anything, because we can't hear you. You're listening to our podcast. I am Jake Storielli, joined by Greg and Ken Poon. Greggy P in the power of three. How was your weekend, Brother Nature? Weekend was good. I went out partying, as I do. Now I'm tired. As I as 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 is such as life. SantaCon. Yeah. Or a in, Santa hat and a dinosaur sweater. In the big city. Did you see yeah. anything like just pure ridiculous? Yeah, a bunch of people are dressed up as like Santa and stuff. It was onesies <laughs> all onesies all over the place. I respect it. People people do that. Onesies are a good look though. For boys, men and women alike. Okay. Santa onesie guy? Tough to no, those say. Were, those were two separate uh, things. Santa suits uh, and onesies. Like Ken, are you asking about Santa's private life or in the streets? I was I was talking about like in the streets, but now I wonder about his private life as well. What does he do the the rest of the year when he's not out delivering gifts? Is he just wearing a onesie? I'm picturing Target commercial Santa wearing like a red onesie with the top button open. Honestly. I think I got some bad news for you guys. Don't, Greg. <laughs> please don't. If it's about Trey Burke, just don't. All right. Um, Kenny Poon, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I uh, Yesterday, my friend uh, Dave Tens Bar at the brewery, Lasting Brass. I think we probably talked about it before. Oh, yeah. So Tom, co-host who's not here tonight, uh, Tom and I went there and hung out. Basically, we've just been watching a lot of Cheers, and we're trying to make that our real lives, where we just like go to this bar and hang out, like on the weekends, just reenacting Cheers. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people kind of do that, but yeah, I know you. You guys are in the teeth of rewatching it. Um, you have my interest peaked, but I'm not diving in yet. That's a it big holds. Idea. It holds up, is the thing. Like, okay, the the jokes are still funny. Are there any like 2018 moments where you're like, yo, like coach just said something you can't say anymore. Are there any of those? I mean, there's not a lot, but there's like occasionally some casual sexism and stuff like that. And there was an episode about um, a, one of the players was coming out as gay and like, it was a little more controversial than I think people would be comfortable with today, but everything in that episode uh, had a happy ending. So 
Maybe it would still work. I don't know. Okay. Well, speaking of happy endings, no, not that, folks. We're talking about the overtime win against Milwaukee. Actually, no, let's let let's start at the beginning of the week as we should. And and we we don't need to deep dive into the games, but I'll 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 get your boys' thoughts on them. We start the week, we lose at Detroit. Uh was a good competitive game. Knicks lose 115 to 108. They lose it at the end. Cantor does his double double thing. We get a Timmy Limmy Jimmy box score. Trier and Dotson show out off the bench. And if if that's what's gonna happen, I'm gonna pass it to you first, Kenny. Yeah. And uh, I think those are the the real only positive storylines on the Knicks side was Dotson after four consecutive DNP coaches' decisions comes out and drops uh, 17 points in 23 minutes on six of eight from the field and three of three from the three-point line. And it's like, why wasn't he doing that the last four games? Because before he was benched, he just stopped being on the court, which didn't make a lot of sense. But uh, it's good to see him back there. And I think uh, just kind of his arc this season as far as starting this season, then becoming a starter, then a couple more DNPs, and then this week he led the team in scoring. Like that's that's something for that I look at because you know I'm a Dotson guy and I'm a Frank guy, and just with nope. I think we lost Ken for a second. He'll come back with probably a powerful closing point. Greggy, Detroit basketball. I know you're 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 a bad boy for life in your heart of hearts. This what game I- this game was bad. Both teams were bad at basketball. The Knicks shot 39.6% from the field and lost by seven. I mean, if you were watching this game, you saw that it was close in, like, the second half, and you were more like, how? How are the Knicks this close right now? This doesn't make any sense. They're so terrible at basketball. But, you know, it was it was a tough loss. Uh, only lost by seven, though. But starters put up. Six points, five points, 16 points, nine points, 19 points. Not going to win many games like that, just so you know. So the starting lineup uh, is still suspect. You never know what Hazonia is going to do. <laughs> Life is like a box of Hazonia. Um, and, yeah, I liked you You guys have been joking in our, in our Knicks chat lately that Hazonia is 70-30, 70, 70% of the time the end game is probably going to be ugly. It's going to be a, a bad behind-the-back pass or you know, a, a shot that looks like it's touching the ceiling of the gym. The other 30%, he's dunking on Giannis and the Gugumpo. Um, I say that right? I never know. But, um, yeah, no, the, the starters didn't give us much that game. Trier and Dotson are the highlights. And as Kenny was touching on, and I, I think he was closing on, we just lost him for a second. Uh, I mean, Dotson looks incredible, and this is a guy that had four straight DNPCDs. Trier finishes with 24, 10 boards, seven assists, and this ends our our vaunted three game win streak. Uh, and and we march march along to the 76ers, where now that the the win streak is over, we we kind of get housed. Philadelphia is 11 and one at home this year. Again, not much from the starting lineup. Cantor and Hazonia, who actually had a decent game with 17. All the other starters had less than five points. Dame Dot brings it again off the bench with 16. Kenny, if 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 I can hear you barking, I know your boy Fuge is a Philly guy. What what do you have on Nick's Philly? 
I don't think he's got anything on it, Jake. I think I think the Knicks were just flat out awful beginning to end in this game. This this game was so bad that Ron Baker played. You know, we were losing by 14 after the first quarter. Philly puts up a 41 spot, and you know, that's just that's just tough to come back from for this Knicks team. So, not a lot of hope. Embiid against Cantor is is not something that you're you want to see. That's that's just the starting matchup, and then Robinson against Embiid also not much. But Embiid really just Knicks can't match up against a, a, a center led team. I would say at this Mike, point in time, Mike Muscala against Cantor. You don't yes. even want to see that. Muscala was nothing short of the best player I've ever seen in the first quarter. Yeah, and only only ended with ten points. Usually we get McConnell when we play the 76ers, but I think what they did was they focused on him, held him to six points, and let everyone else beat them. Smart. So it's, it's a moral victory. McConnell was plus 25, Kenny. Yeah, and uh, Greg's right. We usually get McConnell. He, I think he put up a triple-double on us last season, and he also hit a game-winning shot. Was that last season or two? Yeah, I think, uh, that's, think, think those were – both last season, maybe? I don't know. I think one was two seasons ago, because I, I remember, I think the game winner was over Carmelo, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah, th- those just Nick's memories. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, J.J. Redick, he, he goes off, nobody stops him, 10 of 14 from the field, 24 points. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got three guys in their box scores that are uh, plus 25 or better, uh, Embiid, Redick, and... TJ McConnell. So don't necessarily say we didn't get McConnell. And then, and this is where things get a little weird and the Knicks are driving some of their friends, fans up a wall. They're getting some of their fans excited. The Knicks win 136 to 134 in overtime against the Milwaukee Yucks in the garden. The garden's rocking. The first bucket of the game is a Noah Von Lay drive that he throws down looking like Giannis. And speaking of that, his Zonia, his one bucket in 12 minutes, is a flush on Giannis. Giannis came back and had a couple powerful dunks of his own. Greggy, I'm going to pass it to you. It looks like Ken's having some technical difficulties still. Man, and the Knicks are down 14 in the fourth quarter. They're down double digits. Yeah. We, we have a comeback. This is... I, I know this is going to lead into a whole debate. Are these games that we should be winning? I mean, we did shoot 59% from three, 20 for 34. But I don't know, Greg, kind of electric factory in the garden. A lot of energy. I mean, this is this is a game they're losing by 14 with 654 left, 13 with 549 left, and nine with only, let's see, 323 left. They're losing by nine to to this team that is one of the top two teams in the East currently, I, I believe. Pretty unbelievable. And you got Moutier pulling up from, from all sorts of places, hitting threes on the run. We're going to the right, going to the left, hitting the mid-range. It was, it was, Moutier just just showed you what what he want what you wanted to see from him. Because uh when we traded for him, we knew that there's a reason that we originally wanted him over Porzingis, a lot of fans, and we were just only cost a second-round pick, and Doug McDermott, who was about to be a free agent anyway, so we took our flyer, and, and right now Moody is producing, so that's that's pretty electric as well. And one thing, I know I know Tom predicted that 
Kevin Knox would have his first 30-point game this month. Not quite in this Bucks game, but he went off for 27, shooting 5 for 12 from 3, 9 for 20 from the field, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. That's, that's huge from Knox. We haven't seen him do anything like that at all. Knicks fans being able to see their lottery pick do something like that, now, now you're feeling special about the future as well. Yeah, and I Knox's game is really interesting. His his jump shot isn't I'm not gonna say it's not fundamental, but it's like a quick release. It's it's tall. When it works, it looks beautiful, yet when it doesn't, it looks ugly. I know hot take there when the guy's not making shots. Um he also had a couple crafty drives. This was nice, and Greg, that was I, I was before we hopped on, I was watching some of the uh the the condensed games from nba.com and man the garden was rocking i i look at one of the highlights i i forget if it was a knox drive or what it was but when they huddled together it was on the court was knox i want to say it was moutier trier dotson and i couldn't see the fifth player i think it was mitchell robinson but i see you know four of those five guys that could have a future with the knicks out there balling against an Eastern Conference top three playoff team, I mean, that that still gets me excited. I, I And, you know, there's going to be a clip of me at the end of the year saying, oh, well, you know, if we just lost these two more games, we would have had the fifth pick in the lottery. But I I, I don't want to do that right now. Hey, man, it, you, you get a win against Giannis and the Bucks at home with the Garden playing like that. And most of the young guys, emphasis on most of the young guys getting minutes, that's cool. Yeah. And the one thing about about the the tank is that there's five teams, there's four teams in the NBA that are bad, that are very, very bad. The, the Suns, Cavaliers, the Bulls, and the Hawks. And we are straddled between the next tier and, and that tier. But the next tier is currently only us the Nets, the Heat, and the Wizards. So you assume the Heat and the Wizards will eventually figure something out and do something. The Nets have been talking a big game all year, saying that, hey, maybe they'll they'll make the playoffs. They won't, but, like, they're going to go for it. So at some point we're going to be out of contention, and I think we'll we'll settle into the fifth-worst record and maybe maybe drop into into those bottom four spots with those other teams. So – even these these wins, you know, we, we've won four games in a couple of weeks, but we still are eight and sixteen. So don't don't worry about these wins hurting the tank too much. Yeah, and I mean, at this point last year, or I mean, in a couple of weeks, I want to say mid December, we were sixteen and fourteen or something like that. So if 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 that's where your head's at, you know, there's <laughs> there will be losses to come, Knicks fans. Love love getting the crowd excited, Greg. Kenny has officially vanished. If you're listening for Kenny, I'm very sorry. But now it's <laughs> JS and GP Smooth. Um, and let's roll to Greg. I'm so happy. I've been looking for cool names for the segments for about a year and a half now. And we're going to the knickknack section. All right. You like that? I was not so, bad. I was surprisingly happy with that. And these are... These are kind of the topics, Greg. We we um I think in Nick Nation, as the games this year, like we like we hinted about, aren't of immense importance. We want to see the young guys develop. We want to see some growth, et cetera, et cetera. And Greg, I when I was trying to think of probably the three biggest topics from this week, and 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 we got some good ones. 
I actually I want to start with this because we're we're almost a third of the way through the season, between a quarter and a third. I was trying to do some turkey math on it. It wasn't pretty earlier. And I, I'll just throw it out there kind of raw, Greg. Like, what do you think about Fizz? I, I don't really know them. I, it's hard to make a judgment already. Um, his offensive system seems – I don't know if it's him or the players, but it's, it's ISO City all over the place. You got ISO Zoe, you got Trey Burke, you got Hardaway. Those, those are just three ISO guys that have been leading the team. And then Cantor, passing more than he has – ever before in his career, but he's still still largely a black hole with, with no left hand. So maybe there's not a lot of work lot to work with, but I don't know that there's a system making these guys throw the ball around the horn. But I, I don't think they're I don't think they're at the bottom of the league. I think they're more middle of the pack, like somewhere around seventeen to twenty and then like movement stats or whatever from what I've seen on Twitter. But it's tough. But the one thing that we have to question about Fizz is, is these minutes for everybody. I mean, partially it's not his fault because there's just too many guys you want to play and there's only so minutes, so many minutes in the game. But he's got this thing where he's giving people DNP CDs that you think should be playing. Like Burke started getting them at one point and then he becomes a main rotation guy again. Dotson starts out not playing, becomes a starter Stops playing entirely again. Now he's back again, so that's that's questionable. I think I think there's a there's a medium in between being a starter and not playing at all for for being a featured player like Burke and not playing at all somewhere. But it's tough to say that the Knicks have like too many good players considering that they're eight and sixteen. But uh, I don't know. And then. Frank got a DNPCD yesterday, which is bad. You do not want to see that at all. That that, that should never happen. Um, and then in the Sixers game, when they were losing by a million points in the fourth quarter, he didn't pull the plug on everybody until, uh, until later than he should have. That game was over at some point in the third, and Frank and the gang didn't come in until pretty late in the fourth. And that, that closing – lineup was was the guys we want to see getting minutes it was Dotson Mitchell Robinson Knox um not Ron it was Ron Baker but it's not who we wanted and then someone else whoever the fourth player of our future is Frankie yeah no and that's um I I mean that's got to be the biggest point right now because you want to I mean you want to give Fisdale some credit right like the guys are Having fun. There's some games where they're playing good basketball. Um, you know, I mentioned against the Bucks, they shot 34 threes, which I, I feel like we were begging for the three-point shot last year. But this rotation stuff is pretty wild. I mean, if Jeff Hornacek was doing this, we would be killing him every week saying, you know, Trey, Trey Burke didn't play at all. Why isn't he playing Trey Burke? Or Damien Dotson, the four-game DNP CD, I think we're going to look back and say that was wild at some point. But you do mention it; it's an odd mix. It's a minutes crunch, but not between amazing players. Um, again, this is talking Knicks, folks. Um, I don't know. I, ge- I guess you are right, Craig. I, I, I didn't think about the offense too, too much. But, yeah, when you have a rookie that goes by ISOZO, <laughs> um, 
Cantor kind of is Cantor. He does his thing. I mean, Timmy's going to try to have his moments. Um, and I, I looked at Timmy's shooting percentages. Uh, I mean, his field goal percentage is now under 40%, which uh, uh, that's no good. Hmm. Um, and so, you you know, you want to see – and I, I think – I, I want to say it was the Ken, Ken and Tom episode a couple weeks back that, you know, we're, we're supposed to be developing these young guys, right? And, you know, Porzingis is going to be back hopefully at the end of this year or, or next year. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at free agency. We're probably going to have another high pick. And when this, these people and this talent starts coming in, it's not like you could just flip the switch and say like, all right, time to play like Golden State. Let's start passing the pill around. Mm. No, you need, to, you need to start doing that now, and they're not doing it um, at a high clip. And yet, like the one guy that does fit that, like a Damian Dotson type, <laughs> um, you know, he goes four games with the DNP CD. Um, I don't know. And anything else on Fizz, Greggy? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. The one the one thing is that, like you mentioned, Porzingis has been injured. Courtney Lee's also been injured. So this minute's crunch is about to get a little bit tighter. So if and Frank's getting a DNP CD yesterday, I don't, I don't know what's about to happen. And in the biz, Greg, they call that a segue because I'm, I'm going to jump right to it. Um, and I, I, you know, I wanted to do this a little dramatic, a little ESPN. You're the GM. What are your moves with the Knicks? But you mentioned it. Courtney Lee's getting healthy. We, we thought there was a chance we were going to see him last night. We didn't. Um, we're probably going to see Courtney Lee in the upcoming week. I, I don't know if you, you have any more insight on that, Greg. Um, but December 15th is coming up when the Knicks <laughs> have to have to give Alonzo Trier contract. Otherwise you will hear, you will hear an NR 17 version of this podcast with some, some language that you haven't heard before. Um, I, yeah, I, I almost said a couple bad words right there, but Alonzo Trier is going to get his contract by December 15th. Courtney Lee is supposed to be coming back. And we're talking about some of our young, younger players with high ceilings, not getting minutes. What do you do, Greggy? I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give you the tip of the iceberg because you and I are both going to say this. Give Courtney Lee his run and then find the trade for him. At this point, I mean, if, if you, you take an expiring contract and a second-round pick, that is what it is. Heck, if you just take the expiring contract at this point, it is what it is. Um, I, I think we'd both like to make that move if it's out there. The rest of it? I'm I'm really coming in blind. I don't know. Did do you cutting or stretching Ron Baker? I mean, that hurts my soul. Mario Hazonia, is there anything out there for him? Noah Von Ley? I I don't know, Greg. What I, when when I when I throw this at you, what are some of the thoughts that come to mind? I think the one big thing that comes to mind, like you said, we're trying to get rid of Courtney Lee, which which may be tough tougher than then we think he's making 12 million a year for this year and next year and hasn't played yet this season, which is unfortunate for us, but hopefully he comes back and balls a little, but 12 million still a, a little heavy for, for a guy like Courtney Lee you probably want to pay him something more like eight. So the Knicks might actually have to give something up in order to get rid of a guy like him, or they might be better served waiting until the off season. And then when everyone has flushed with cap space, just to, you know, here, just eat this contract for us. 
like the Hawks took on Mello from the Thunder, something like that. Nothing too big. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't cost too much, I don't think, at that point. But the like I said, the big thing, Alonzo Trier and Trey Burke are, are redundant. You, you don't need both of those people. And obviously, you, you'd rather keep Trier long term than Burke. So I think I think you got to try to get rid of Burke somehow. Uh, hopefully he's worth a second round pick from from somebody who who needs some pop off the bench and then the rest of the guys Cantor's not going to be here long term I don't think Hazonia has no spot in the future it's tough because the, you just signed Hazonia for this one year deal but you're you're are you already ready to go All right you're not you're not here long term because because he has not looked very good other other than that one dunk so you got to start thinking about unloading guys like Hazonia, Cantor. Vonley is a guy you want to keep long term, but the thing is, he's he's playing so well that he's gonna he may actually get paid a, a decent chunk of change. So he's gonna be eating to our our cap space as well. Are you willing to do that? If not, maybe you're getting rid of him too. But first things first, I think Trey Burke has to be traded, definitely. But he's injured right now, apparently. So. That's that's unfortunate for us again. Trey Burke's got to go. Think about moving Cantor if you can. Think about moving Hazoni if you can. And then, I mean, I'm, Trier's getting signed, and I think, I assume Ron Baker or Cornette's the guy to go with. I'd probably bet on Ron Baker since we have more guards than, than big men. Yeah, you know what, Greg? I hadn't thought about Trey Burke too much, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the point guard position is where the glut truly is. And I don't know. I, I think there was a part of us that wanted to see more from Trey Burke this year, and I, I, we haven't necessarily gotten that. Um, and yet he feels like a guy that has a role in this league, but right now with what the Knicks are trying to do. Um, so, yeah, you wonder, I mean, can, can you get a 2022 second-round pick for Trey Burke from a team? Probably. Um, you wonder if it even gets to the point where if there's nothing out there, is he someone they just cut? He just doesn't have a spot on this team. He's not getting paid a lot of money. Um, I, I think that's really interesting and something I hadn't fully run through my head. Um, I liked what you said about Von Ley, and I think that's if, if Tommy Piccolo is here, this is what he'd be saying, is that you kind of want to create this free agent culture where you know someone like a Noah Von Ley comes in, can prove himself, become a better player, I mean, this is kind of what we want to start putting out there for free agents. And he has looked extremely solid this year. And you hope, hey, you hope he's starting to love the garden. And, you know, you're going to have to pay him. But, I mean, how much for a a 25-minute, eight-point-per-game, eight-rebound-per-game kind of guy? I mean, probably slightly more than Kylo Quinn. I know we were a little sad when he left. Um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but I think as an organization, you want to see that play out with Noah Vonley. And yeah, the Hizonia stuff's kind of wild, right? He's still been starting. He's shooting 38% from the field. Some nights he looks solid, others he doesn't. I mean, I don't think there's a trade market for him. At the same time, he's not a guy you cut, really, because he's making seven and a half mil this year. And the other name that I, I want to say, Greg, well – the Ron Baker situation. I really don't have the heart to talk about right now, but Greg, we're short of big. And right now we have a guy in our G league 
who's getting 18 and nine, and we've seen him have a couple good NBA games, Luke Cornett. Like, let's run this dude out here. If if this, I was looking at his game log from last year. He had a couple 19, 18 point games. Like, if this guy can be a, a serviceable, even 12th guy on the bench, I, give me some Luke Cornett over, hmm. and, you know, a, a couple of these games, Detroit. Um, you mentioned Embiid toasting us. It's felt we felt the fact that we are short of big men. So, I mean, he's a guy that we're going to want to see on the court. And something that I I keep circling around that was a point you initially made, Greg, is that the last twenty games of this season, I mean, that should be all the young bloods. So you, as a Knicks fan, you can hold out for that a little bit. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Cornette's. I mean, Cornette should should get some burn later on in the year, but I don't, I don't know how much he's going to help the defensive prowess. I mean, that's assuming that that he's not the one who gets cut for for Trier, which is very possible. Right. Uh, he did get he got uh he got in at the end of that Bucks game though. They put him in to to get the rebound on the missed free throw, which he failed to do. And then uh, <laughs> and then the game ended. Fortunately, the refs blew the whistle. There may have been a foul. Cantor kind of looked like he went straight up, but a whistle blew. I don't know if the refs just blow the whistle to mark the end of the game for for whatever reason for the first time ever, but yeah. That seemed like what happened, but no, no blood, no foul, Greg. You know that. Hey, I'm all for it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think every what well, the one thing that we haven't talked about, Jake. Kenny wanted us to mention this, but the Frank yeah. trade rumors. People, yeah. people saying. Some people are saying people on the organ in the organization are down on Frank. That then he gets a DNPCD in the in the first game since that. But he'll reports also saying that a bunch of teams are asking about him. So it's like, okay. I mean, obviously he has value. I, I think it's way too early to pull the plug on him, though, because there's the problem. You just spent the, the, the number eight overall pick. And uh, you've seen his defensive potential, and you're just hoping that offensively he could do something. He's still only 20 years old. Yeah, I think I think he I think Knox is the third youngest player in the league, and Frank's the 18th youngest player in the league, or something like that. Um, I, I think I saw Nick's film school come out with that, and I'm glad you brought up the rumors because um, one of a uh, uh, Magic Sam shout out a gentleman gentleman on Twitter that's that's active in in everything we partake in. The Magic were rumored, and this is kind of how the whole thing started, Greggy. And I I didn't realize this until I listened to my boy. Ryan Rosillo's podcast. When all these rumors started, it was literally like a block. There was a Magic's blog that said, "Oh, the Magic have interest in Frank Nilakina," and that's how it took off. And I mean, it's kind of the <laughs> internet nowadays, and things have just gone off the wire. That like, I. I don't know with the New York media, with the internet media, with the, with the DMPCDs. Um, yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, to, to cut and run on Frank right now seems like a total mistake with his youth, what we've seen and whatever, whatever the game plan has been coming into the season, it feels like they haven't executed it with Frank. So you hope that's what's coming up in the future. Um, and at the same time, like it would be such a sell low. And yeah. I, the, the only thing that I could re- reason with is that, I mean, Frank was Phil's draft pick. So, I mean, if they were really, really out on Frank, 
then yeah, there's a chance, but it just seems like way too early to punt. Yeah. And the other thing is that Moody just came in here and started hooping for the last few games, but he's also about to be a restricted free agent. So he's in a similar boat as Vonley, where he might eat into your cap space of, of what you're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, you're spending all this cap space on guys that you already had on your eight and 16 team. So it's something to think about. Do we, do we, it's tough because you want to keep your guys who were playing well, but it, it costs money and that money eats into what you want to pay the guys who aren't on your team currently, the guys you want to bring in. So is there, is there room for, for Frank and Moody? Is there, are we ready to, to, to trust Moody and put him into our long-term plans? How much is he going to cost? There's a lot to think about, you know, we already know Frank's, number of his contract for the next two years so he's he's not getting paid too much i mean he's getting paid a decent amount because he was a lottery pick but it's it's about what you would pay for a for a player like that i mean he's still developing but and it it is crazy because moody is 22 years old and i mean maybe he's blossoming and they said it in the practices and now he's bringing it to some of the games i mean and He's, he's got in his last five games, he's got a 27, a 17, and a 28 point game. Uh, the other two of those games, he has a nine and a three. So, I mean, are, are we going to get to a point where we feel confident going forward with Manny Moutier as our starting point guard? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, which, which brings into the whole Frank thing. And I mean, let's, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this Moutier box score from the Milwaukee game, he plays 36 minutes takes 18 shots like we haven't even seen frank really approach any game like this ever like if you're the coaching staff how have they not at this point been like hey frank we're uh you know we're on the road at miami tonight just shoot the ball take 15 shots and see what happens like how have we not hit this point yet yeah and the one thing i didn't mention while we were talking about fizz before is in the in the games that Frank did play this week. He was he was just uh, standing in the corner. I think uh, someone tweeted that he didn't touch the ball on, on something like 20 out of 24 possessions in, in the Pistons game. Some, something in crazy like that. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was, it was close to that. And that's crazy, you know. If, if you want to put the guy in a place to succeed, you got to – uh, I mean – you're giving him minutes, but you got to let him actually do stuff during those minutes if he's going to develop into anything. Right, and that's, you know, we talk about these rumors and how, how true they are or what they may be. And, I I mean, it with something like that happens, I mean, it, rumors start to become a reality. If, if the Knicks coaches actually don't think Frank can handle the ball at an NBA level, I mean, yeah, then we're at a problem. Now we're... We have a six-six shooting guard with good wingspan that can't really shoot. Um, so, so I don't know. And Greg, this—I I don't want to call this the the big salami because that's not what we call anything around here. But this got mentioned in our Knicks group chat, and I—I—I I, I want to talk about it. And I—I I feel like you and me are on the same page, and we're both going to be referencing Kenny a lot. But if you're an NBA GM right now. And you're looking at Frank Nilakina and Alonzo Trier. Who are you taking? 
Oof. That's a tough one. Um, I think Kenny mentioned that Alonzo Trier is, is – he's definitely older. I want to say he might be two years older than Frank, which is one thing to note. Um, two very different games. Uh, Trier, iso-zo, though. He's not – He's not. do you think that if he can develop into, into a passer and a creator, obviously I think the answer is probably him. I mean, I'm not – I'm not – He's not like an absolute liability on defense. He's not a defensive stud yet, but he's not he's not terrible. So you you take that offensive game in the in the at league average defense over over what's Frank given Frank's given to you right now. But that being said, Frank's two years younger, and you know if he he becomes an elite defender, just if he could just be knocked down open three pointers, then that's that's the three and guy three and D guy that that's perfect for the team. And, and as Kenny always mentions that. When we have Porzingis and, and Kevin Durant, you know, someone's going to have to just, just stand there and hit open shots. Not everyone's going to be able to be creating because those two guys are going to be ball-dominant guys. And obviously you'd rather them have the ball than, than Frank. Because, you know, if, if there was possessions where when Durant's on the team and, and they're not giving the ball to him, then then that's bad, you know. Offensive yeah. run, run through the big guys. And that – and and this is where I try to try to not be a fan, but it gets tough because you you mentioned something like that, and I know you're half joking, but I'm not. <laughs> but if 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 the Knicks do make a splash in free agency, whether it's one guy, a couple guys, Chris Depps comes back, maybe Knox develops, uh, Hardaway can be a little more efficient. You know, something's starting to form, and it's it's what role does Frank turn into? And I've kind of dreamed up this. Frank being <laughs> New York's guard version of Draymond. Like Frank's going to guard the toughest wing defender every night. Frank's going to keep the offense moving. Draymond's a good passer. Frank's got some of that. And if Draymond's open, he can hit an open shot. And you wonder, you know, if do the Knicks actually have something like that lined up? Is that what they're thinking? Because um, if so, and, you know, at – Age 20, he does play, at times, world-class defense. So what does that project to in two, three years? Could he be an all-NBA-type defender guy? Because then, if he can bring you anything on offense, he can be useful. Look at your boy Andre Roberson. Um, the Trier stuff is wild because it's it's where do you cap him? Do you have him in your head as this guy that's always going to be, you know, kind of a, a bucket getter Lou Williams type almost that that's going to go out and try to get his um, and is going to be fit for a six man role at the same time, Greg in the Milwaukee or not the Milwaukee game. Um, but one of the games this week, I mean, we've, we've seen Trier run the point, get assists. There's times when he looks like Dwayne Wade light. He even does the chase down block. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to get scared and probably yelled at a little bit for this comparison, but Right now, it feels like Trier's the safer bet. Yeah, I just looked it up. Trier's two and a half, two two years, six months, and eleven days older than than Frank, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it so. it is, and I mean, at, at the same time, that says a few things. I mean, you know, Trier is still in game what in the NBA? His his twenty second game. Um, so yes, he's he's older, but I mean, how how much? 
does he have to learn? And he's still he's doing things pretty efficiently for rookie standards. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is going to become a, a fun, <laughs> well, actually maybe a very hostile debate in Knicksland for a little bit. But it, it, it is kind of funny because I, I guess the other thing that's scary to a degree, Greg, is I, I mentioned Trier and I say Dwayne Wade Light, and you see it. There's nights when you absolutely see it. Um, and you look at Frank right now, and I mean, even his best game, who can we compare him to right now? Tavo Cephalosha. <laughs> Tavo, uh, you know, a, a younger, hotter Nicholas Batum? I don't know. And then it's and then it's like, what are we really doing here? So I don't know. I, I think, again, the hope in Knicks land is, you know, like do they – I wonder if have they tried to let Frank off his leash and have a 20-shot game to see what happens and Frank just can't do that within the flow of an offense or what it is. But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think I speak for a lot of the, the talking Knicks folk when I say, the garden's jumping and you've yeah. got the bucks on the rope. Go for it. So he had, oh. he, had, he had two games earlier this year where he shot 11 – Shots and thirteen shots, which which isn't twenty, but that's a lot for him. But, yeah, but that I, was also at the end of October, and ever since then he he's only been over double digit field goal attempts once. Right. So, and and I don't know, Greg. Like I know I know we've talked about this a lot, and we we've talked about lineup stuff, but how how are we not getting? More of the young guys on the court. Knox finally looks healthy, and he's going to have his nights when the ball's going in, nights when the ball's going out. I mean, give me some Mitch, Rob, Knox. If you want to throw Vonley out there to protect him, that's fine. Trier, Frank, or Hard, or maybe Hardaway instead of Vonley if you're going small. We got to start seeing more of these young lineups. Damian Dotson. Yeah, yeah. We just got to get rid. Of, we got to get rid of the other guys because it's tough to justify those guys just sitting on the bench. You know, for an entire season, and and, and then it not just being a clear tank job, right, 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 right. Well, and that's uh, I we we could circle around this for a little bit. Let's uh, Greggy, let, let's jump to next week. We're four game week. We got versus Washington at Boston, home versus Crooklyn and Charlotte on back to back nights. Um, what, what should the people be watching out for here? Washington's a mess. Kemba's awesome. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, the Celtics seem to be more, I don't want to say they're figuring out, but they're, they've won three games in a row. So maybe, maybe we'll see what they're up to. Uh, Nets is a rivalry. I don't know. Maybe. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. They don't like us. We don't, we don't. We don't care about them. Sure. So hopefully we beat the Nets. I mean, hopefully we beat them all. But, but you know, let's say I, I'm a big believer in the Wizards still for whatever reason. I, I just have no idea what they're up to. Um, Wizards probably that loss. But you don't – you never know. Was that at the Wizards or, or – No, it's oh. home. It's in the garden. All right. All right. So it sounds like a four and a week. <laughs> easy, easy. Now, uh, so they'll, they'll I, I'd guess two and two in some some form. 
Yeah, I, I think that seems right because, I, I mean, Washington has been reeling. They still have the talent, but they got a lot of personalities and what, whatever's going on with your boy Dwight. Um, <laughs> at Boston, you, you feel like that's got to be a game that Boston's got to get up for after they, they got be- embarrassed on Thanksgiving Eve by the Trey Burke show. Again, one minute in last night's game. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you look at the Brooklyn at home, that, that could be a win. Uh, Kemba and Charlotte's been killing it. So, I mean, on paper, you're looking at a Boston and Charlotte loss. Um, who knows with this team? I mean, right right now, I guess that's the crazy thing, Greg. We're, we're trying to do a Knicks pod here, and it's not like I can say, well, Trey Burke's had Boston's number. I wonder if he gets him again. He could get a DNP. Huh. <laughs> so, so, like, God, well, welcome to being a Knicks fan. Um, Greggy, any, any closing thoughts? Any, anybody you need to mention that hasn't been mentioned? Um, no, I think we, we covered most of the team. I think hopefully Trey Burke gets, gets healthy and then we can make a deal for him. Get, get him off, get, get some value for him, set him free. Say, uh, thank you next. Thank you next. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I, I saw a couple articles like this and it would be mind blowing, but there, I mean, there were some rumors about, like you said, tacking on one of the young guys to move a Courtney Lee or a Cantor or something. I mean, it's, it's crazy that the Knicks would find themselves in that position of trading away young talent to get rid of contracts, but uh, that's that's the big city, babe. Um, I think that's about it from us. Uh, for oh, one thing. What do you got, Greg? Hit him. Joe Kim signed him with the Grizz. Oh, yeah, old friend. Doesn't It, it feels like he's mm-hmm. going to be solid, right? Is that ridiculous? Uh, yes. Like, aren't the Grizzlies the perfect team for him, though? Yeah, I guess so. I mean – Great and grind. He's built for that. Like, I, I just feel like I'm going to look at some box scores this year and he's going to have eight points, eight rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and I'll be like, oh, how nice would that have been? Hmm. But hey, enough. Good, good luck, Joe Kim. We'll take the high road, Greg. How about yeah, that? Thank you, next. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Kim, though. Shout out to Ariana Grande. Um, Shout out to Greggy Poon. A little shout out to Ken Poon. Uh, <laughs> he, hey, he, he got the Fizdale treatment today by his technology. Um, if you guys have been tuning in, thank you. Um, I, I think we're still at the spot as Knicks fans where a, a win is okay. Don't feel mad about it. Like we're losing lottery spots as long as the young guys are getting some love. Bosses are still okay too. Hashtag get Durant, hashtag get Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi. <laughs> it's, it's the Christmas season. I guess it's time to start hoping for some gifts. Um, if you've been listening, if you could leave a five-star review, we'd appreciate that. Um, and for now, for Greggy, I, I'd say let's go Knicks, Greg. Let's go Knicks.